Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joni. And this is the Grow Where You're At podcast. Where we discuss all things Appalachian and country. Now set yourself on down and learn a thing or two. And maybe laugh a time or two. Now let's hop to it. Good evening, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? I'm alright. I'm trying to stay warm. It is plum chilly. I would venture on the side of saying it is frigid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have negative wind chills and stuff here, so it's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty daggone cold. It is. It is. So before we get too far into this, I'm going to give, of course, our preface. That poinsettia is fine. You may hear her in the background. She is totally fine. She has got about 30 minutes till it's time to eat. And so her milk is heating up. So she is totally fine. She is just very vocal about things. She knows when it's close to feeding time. She does. She does. (laughs) So she's in there kind of chilling out for now. And you may hear her in the background. But she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She is just hungry. Um, She is growing so much. She is growing so very much. So do we want to jump into our blooming minute for the week, Miss Emily? Yes, ma'am. I think I will take a blooming minute and tell y'all it's cold. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. This weather is downright offensive. Even for January, it is offensive. But. <laughs> and uh, Uncle and Joni came over the Sunday and helped me make some much needed improvements on my wood stove. And I am ever so thankful for it. Because it is cold outside. And it is nice in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and we are certainly glad to hear that. Yes. It, the, the stove has a good bed of coals in it, and so it's putting off some pretty decent heat. That you cannot beat because there's nothing that gets you quite as warm as a good wood fire. Agreed. I agree with that 110%. I don't care how hot I have it in my car going down the road. It's not the same as that, like enveloping warm heat from a wood stove. I call it bone soaking heat. I would have to agree. That's the good kind. It's all your way down to the bones. Yes, ma'am. So what is your blooming minute, Miss Joni? Um, my blooming minute is, I don't know. I've just been trying to stay warm (laughs) it's been snowing and it is so beautiful to look at i am not a fan of going out in the snow but i like to look at it (laughs) i agreed agreed it is very beautiful but it's snowy and it's cold and so i've just been i've just been being (laughs) hey that's the best way to be though 
I would not get out in it if I didn't have critters outside to feed and that I had to go to work so my so my dogs can have a nice life. I wouldn't go out in it, but here we are. <laughs> yes. We had to go feed the chickens and ducks today and I was like it's way prettier than it feels. <laughs> uh, I would absolutely agree with that. It looked like the sun was shining, and I was like, okay, this stuff's going to melt. And then you walk out the door, and it's like, oh, my face is frozen. Never mind. It's not melting. Exactly. I think when I left work this this evening, my car said it was like 17 degrees. I think our low tonight is supposed to be around 4 but that's not counting the wind chill. That's just counting what the thermometer will read. So. Yes. Our um, wind chill at four or five when I watched the um, weather on the news was zero degrees. And tonight they're talking like negative 15-ish. Shoo. That's a wind chill. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, I think we're ready for our AWOW of the week, Miss Emily. We are, and I think it's your turn to say the AWOW, and then I will... Yes, ma'am. ...try my best to give a definition. So, this week's word, since we're doing garden planning this week, we're going to say our AWOW is har, or haro, <laughs> but we call them a har. It's a har or a, a harrow or a harrow, however you want to say it. But it's pretty much like a dirt rake or it's used to bust up soil. It's used to bust up the dirt in the garden and kind of break it up a little bit before you go in with a plow or before you go in and disc it or till it or anything like that. It kind of helps break up all that stuff. And it's very hard for us to say harrow. So that's why it's yes. called a har. <laughs> it's a har and I just got distracted I'm sorry I have an escaped convict on my hands <laughs> it's sweet little gunner out and about he has figured out how to come out the side door of his crate <laughs> oh no <sighs> I was like what in the world happened <laughs> That's like Seta. I think one day I had put her in, I call it her wood room, her room, but I keep her in the wood room. And one day she figured out how to either A, get over the tote that I have in the door because that is what I'm using for a baby gate. And she also has figured out how to push it if I don't put it in the door just right. So I get it. Yes. I was like, I know I latched the front door, <laughs> but I didn't know how he got out. <laughs> Thank goodness Jason got him put back and the door latched on the side. Good. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Me too. He's a wild man. He is a wild man. I do think I was, I did enjoy having him coming over and visiting with you guys the other day, though. He is a nut. Yes. He had so much fun playing with Hank. And Ace and Seta and the cats and chickens and <laughs> it, it was just like other critters besides my chickens and ducks because they're mean to me. <laughs> yes, I mean 
I was joking, telling somebody the other day, like, when you pull up in my driveway, you never know what you're going to see. You could have chickens running across the driveway in front of you. There could be a random sheep. My dogs don't know what a collar is. So, when Gunner comes over here, he's got all kinds of things to look at and explore because who knows what you're going to see. Yes, and your chickens are a little bit more friendly to him than than our chickens. Because right now, even though he's growing, he's he's still a little bit smaller than my Brahma hens. <laughs> yes, and I don't think mine are quite as intimidating as what <laughs> as what your hens are. Because I have just standard hens, so I could see that. Yes, ma'am. All right, let's jump in this pond with both feet, Miss Emily. I'm sure hoping it's heated, like more so than what I did last week. I'm really hoping it's heated this week. <laughs> Agreed. It's a hot spring. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But this so, week we're gonna... Yes. So, we're going to talk Go. about garden planning. Yes, ma'am. And in case you guys didn't know, uh, Joni and I are suffering from spring fever, something terrible. And when I say something terrible, like today, I worked on planting my garden. And I may have impulse bought some seeds. Contrary to what we told you guys to do the other day, I did impulse buy some seeds. But it'll be enough seeds to share with, you know, with Joni and with my mom and dad and my brother. So it's not too bad if you get to share, right? Hey, I'm going with it because if that <laughs> excuse works for you, it works for me, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying if I, but you know, I, I do, that's what I did on my lunch break. And you know, at work, we kind of get some morning breaks. So I take my morning breaks. I usually go outside with them, but today I wasn't about to do that. So, I sat in my office and pretty well planned my garden. <laughs> so, or got some of it planned. I agree. I am so ready for spring. I am so ready for summer. I will even take fall weather, but I do not cope well with winter because you're stuck in the house or you can't do anything outside. At least I can't. I'm not doing it, so spring, come on. <laughs> yes, it, it, you know, we did have an episode where we talked about, you know, homesteading with chronic pain and chronic illness, and this kind of weather hurts, like five minutes out there, and I'm already hurting, so I get it. Yes. But I have spring fever, something terrible, and I'm like itching. And ready, like, just come on. And I think I looked at it today on my, again, not sponsored by the Almanac, but they send out daily alerts. And I think we're about 62 days away from spring. So we're only about two months away from spring. So. Yay. <laughs> I know. I'm so beyond ready. I'm like, can we just, like, time machine? <laughs> mm. But garden planning is a really good thing to talk about right now, especially in January when we start getting that itch and we start getting that feeling like, okay, 
this is what I got to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. But we can think about all we want to do. But until we write it down and figure out how we're going to do it, it's just kind of like hanging out there. It's just kind of a dream of what we want to do. But if we plan it out, then we can make it a reality. I agree with that 100%. It's that that springtime fix that you're getting from thinking of your garden and thinking of the things that are up, uh, coming up. That gives you that little bit of, okay, we don't have much more winter to go. Yes, exactly. And, you know, when you garden plan, it gives you a better idea of, you know, gives you a date to look forward to. I feel like it kind of gives me that little bit of, okay, if I can make it to here, like every fall, all I hear is Merle Haggard say, if we make it through December and now I'm like, okay, if I can make it to May 15th, I'm golden. Yes. Or even if you just count, you know, April and you can start seeds. <laughs> I was about to say, I start in April, late March, early April on my outside stuff that's really cold hardy but i've already probably already got plants started in indoors by that time so yes ma'am miss Joni, do you want to start us off um i think i've just got a few notes and i think what we when we talk about garden planning there's a few things that you have to keep in mind where are you planning is number one. Um, are you going to do container gardening? If so, do you have your containers? Do you have a raised bed? Or do you have a plan for those containers or that raised bed that you're going to do? If you're going to do in-ground, um, do you have your plot cleared? Um, is it somewhere that is mostly sunshine? Um, do you need to make plans or get with someone who can come clear that plot for you? You know, it's not just, hey, I'm going to have a garden. You have to think about, you know, if you don't have a piece of ground set for it, um, are you going to have someone come in and plow it or till it? Or are you going to try to do it by hand with a tiller? Or what's your plan there? And now is the time to start thinking about those things. Yes. And let me just step in just for a second. Whenever you are deciding where to put your plot, if that's what you're doing, if you're going to put a plot in the ground, if you're having raised beds, anything like that, you really want to keep in mind where it is in relation to, like, where the sun comes up, where the sun hits the best, you know, access to sun and access to water. Because the last thing any of us want to do is drag out water hoses and have to go through all of the garden, you know, have to drag five miles of water hose just to water the garden. So, you know, do you have access to water? And if not, do you have a way to water those crops without having to carry it in buckets or something like that? Yes, that's another note I had is what's your average rainfall through your growing season? And that's something that you can usually find online. Um but if your average rainfall is, you know, you're going to have periods of dry weather, you know, in the peak of your growing season, then you need to plan for that. And you need to plan for how you're going to water that, whether you're getting a longer water hose, you're getting a, a water tote, whatever it is you need to be doing 
Yes. Also, um, if you grow north to south or east to west, if you grow in north to south orientation, you need to plant your, you know, tallest plants towards the north side and your shorter plants towards the south side to accommodate for the sun so it gets peak um, peak sun throughout the day. Um, then you have to think about um, which garden layout are you doing? Are you going to do block planting? Are you doing row planting? Um, there's multiple options when it comes to an actual layout for a garden. Most of us here still do row planting, which is everything in one single long row with black plants. Yes. Um, are you going to do companion planting? That's another thing to think of. Because if you're going to do companion planting, when you do your garden plan, you need to account for space for those companion plants or herbs. Um, and they need to be factored into the space that you're allowing yourself for your garden. Yes, agreed. Um, have you done your seed inventory? And if you're starting fresh, do you know what you're wanting to plant? I think that is going to be your primary key thing to know before you go into planting your garden. Is It's okay to say, I want to have a garden, but unless you know exactly what you're wanting to plant. And that can vary depending on the size of your family or um, if it's certain things that you really cannot get enough of then okay, you're going to allow yourself some extra room for those plants. But it it really depends what you want to plant on how large of a garden plot you need or how many containers you need or how many raised beds you need. Yes. And let me throw it out there that Joni and I, we have a few containers that we have gardens in. Um, mine are mostly used for herbs. But we both have in-ground plots. So that's probably what you're going to hear us referring to a lot is, you know, in the garden. Because we do have in-ground plots. We don't have raised beds. On, we have a few containers that maybe hold herbs and things like that. But the majority of our stuff goes in an in-ground garden. Yes, because once you start thinking of container gardening, which... You know, in some situations, it's necessary to container garden. If you're living in an apartment or a rental unit or something like that where you cannot do an in-ground garden, it's understandable. But you also have to realize that it's not the most budget-friendly version of a garden because you have to think about the cost of the containers or building the raised beds plus the... Um, dirt to fill in because you're not going to want to use just some old scrap dirt that you find. You're going to want to put a good blend of potting soil in there. Yes. Agreed. <clears throat> um, I think once you know what you want to plant, maybe just make a list. Say, 
Um, say you just want to plant a couple cucumbers, squash, beans, and that's it. Okay, then that's not going to take a whole big plot. Um, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Oh, is that better? Yes, thank you. Sorry, I was talking no. with my hands again. <laughs> it was kind of like cutting in and out a little bit and kind of echoey. So, okay. I have, but, I have a bad habit of talking with my hands. <laughs> I'm much the same way. But, you know, and I think, too, it's important to keep in mind, if you're if this is your very, very first garden and, you know, you've decided what you wanted to plant in your garden, you need to figure out, are you going to buy transplants? Are you going to start from seed? Think about the things that, you know, are direct sow, which are directly planted into the ground, or something that you're going to have to transplant into the ground. If you're going to transplant it, which means to start your seeds like inside or purchase from wherever you get, can get plants from and plant that in the garden. And then you really need to decide, am I going to start seeds this year or am I going to buy the transplants? Where am I going to buy those transplants from? And, you know, it's all in steps. Yes, but, again, that's why we like to start early. Because those are things that you can start planning for now that will benefit you greatly. Because, you know, honestly, there's some plants that take 12 weeks to germinate. And so you're thinking that's three months. And if you come back from May 15th, you know, that's coming up next month. Yes, ma'am. So... Those are things that need to be thought about now. Um, just because if you do get those things, those seeds that take 12 weeks to germinate or those plants that have 300-day harvest rates that you need to get started in the house earlier. Yes. Those are all I things think I think about. And I'm probably the world's worst. I don't care that I have started seeds from at home. I'm probably going to go somewhere and I'm going to wind up buying another 10 transplants from somewhere because I have a plant problem. That's not <laughs> economical. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but they are addictive. They are addictive. <laughs> There's been many a time I've passed a local nursery or um what we call uh produce stands even though they sell more than produce but there's local produce stands and they have a great deal on plants and i'm like oh i could use a couple extra of those <laughs> exactly and sometimes they have varieties i don't have i need them <laughs> yes but in, in reality that is not practical or feasible for anybody it was just starting out like you don't want to overwhelm yourself with a bunch of plants no and i am going to give my opinion which is not to say that every encounter that you're going to have with nursery plants is going to be the same but if you can start from seed there are many benefits to it i'm just going to say that i have not had a whole ton of luck with some nursery plants because they do tend to have more um, finicky attitudes 
they have more diseases and pests um, that come with them. So I have taken to pretty much growing everything I can from seed, but that's a personal opinion and that's a personal choice. Right. And I, I'm one of those that, you know, I'm still learning how to start from seed. So I always start way early. That way, if I flop and all of my plants die, then I still have time to make sure that I either A, have time to restart, or B, I have time to plan out where I'm going to get transplants from. Yes, and, you know, if you are going to get transplants, just make sure that, you know, if you can get local grown, that is going to be way better um, because they're more acclimated to your um, environments already. Yes. Um, but when you're garden planting, the best thing you can do and the best piece of advice I can give anybody who is wanting to plant out their first garden is to write a list of what you want to plant. And then you want to think about how many of each of those plants that you're going to need for the year. And if you're canning those goods, then you can do a little heavier. If you're not and you're just wanting fresh food from the garden, you're not going to need that many because there's no way that you're going to eat 20 green pepper plants just fresh off the vine unless you're making stuffed peppers for an army. I'm just going to say it. I was about to say that. Um, just keep in mind what you're planting a garden for. Is it just for fresh eating? Is it for extended use are you going to be preserving anything like that's that's really important to keep in mind yes um and then once you know what you want to plant and how many of that you want to plant and for each of us it's going to be different with me where i make spaghetti sauce and i can tomatoes and things like that we average about 30 tomatoes when we first start. Do you need 30 tomatoes? Probably not. But you're, you learn as you go. And so that's the good thing about it is if you know that you need more next year, you can make yourself a note on your garden planning list. Hey, I ran short of tomatoes this year. Oops, I planted too many cucumbers. And then so you have those notes going forward to next year. And you know how many of each that you need if you need to up something or cut back on something. Agreed. I, I think it's important. Am I always good about writing it down? No. But I think it's important to keep some kind of like a journal or a record or something like that of what you're planting in your garden to see what you really do. You know, what really works good for you, what you had too much of, what you didn't have enough of, like Joni just said, you know. See, see where you're standing at whenever you're doing your garden planning. Yes. And then, you know, once you know the numbers and once you know, you know, exactly what you're planting, the best thing to do is sketch out a plot for your garden. And if it's something that you already have established, do you need to make it larger? Do you need to um, um, add on? Do you, can you space it out a little more? Are you going to do block planning? Are you going to do the layout rows? Um, it, it really is just draw a box. What I do for mine is I draw a rectangle and then I go through my list and I'm like, okay, so for my rotational gardening and my 
companion planning and I put everything down and then go through and try to see what's what and where I need to adjust. Yes. Agreed. 100%. Also, when it comes to garden planning phase, I think it's very vital and important that you think about, are you ready for the weeding? Do you have the tools needed to weed your garden? Do you have those necessary um, implements to use in the garden? Are you ready for the harvest from your garden? Are you going to can? Are you going to um, preserve and freeze? Do you have your freezer bags, your vacuum sealer, your water bath canner, all those things that if you're thinking about growing a garden to preserve, you know, those things yeah. are all, they're all cheaper in the winter than they are come spring when everybody's trying to grab everything they can. Agreed. And, you know, I'm going to say this me but if you're not planning on preserving anything do you have a backup plan and somebody to pawn off that fresh produce on that you can't consume before it goes bad do you have somebody you can pawn that stuff on because you're going to need somebody <laughs> or three or five or seven yes you know i i send stuff with joni joni sends stuff with me but you know, her garden also feeds several people. My garden feeds several families. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things like I've never been short on people to pawn fresh produce off on. But if, you know, if you don't have anybody that you know of or if you don't have a good relationship with somebody like that, find a friend that you can take some stuff to. Yes, because no matter what you do, you're always going to end up with a bumper crop of something. Something, something, and I'm, I am going to throw this out there. Whenever I plant cucumbers, I'm the only one in my household that eats cucumbers, but I do have several people that come here and they visit, and I have to plant extra cucumbers and extra tomatoes in my garden just so they can go out there, and I know I have friends, and some of Davy's friends will come here and they will eat my cucumbers straight out of the garden. They don't even bother washing it. They'll just eat it straight out of the garden. So I have to plan ahead and make sure that I have enough cucumbers for not only myself and for making some pickles and doing stuff like that, but also to make sure that they have enough cucumbers that they're not dipping into my pickle stash. Yes. So I, uh, I, I, I say um, that to reiterate the fact of you know make sure you're you're planning out in in advance to make sure that you have the right amount of plants you need yes it it is you know it's one of those things that i'm going to be honest with you it's going to change from year to year and you know you're going to have somebody who wants to help you eat all the cucumbers in the world one year and then the next year they're not going to want any and you're going to end up with a ton of them and nothing nothing left to do with them i have been through that for so many years i can't even tell you but each year is something different and you just kind of go with the law of averages so you know one year you plant two and you don't have enough and you next year you plant four 
and you have too many, so cut it back to three. And that's still probably going to be like wanting to change it the next year. You're either going to want to plant one less or one more or. Yes. And try as I may, I plan out my garden to a T. And then I'll even take my paper out there with me to the garden. And all of a sudden I'm just going haphazard to the garden, planting stuff wherever I feel like it. And that's not the best way to plant a garden. So I'm kind of sticking to it this year. I'm going to plant by what my my plan says. That's what she it, says now, y'all. But I have realized, <laughs> Joni knows me too well, but I have realized that I do run into some issues when I don't stick to my original plan because I'm like, well, this isn't going the way I wanted it. Well, it's not going the way you wanted it because you went out there and you went, rogue and you just decided to start sticking plants and seeds random places woman don't do that you know this doesn't work yes ma'am and you know honestly it's one of the best things that i can tell anyone is if you can sketch out your plot and follow it pretty much you will have the best results yeah. When when will. we go to when we go to planting, my job is I sit in the shade under the cherry tree, and Jason goes through, and he is the main garden man. He plants, and he's like, "Okay, what goes here? What goes here? What goes here?" And then we just go through my plan that we have made, and. We go through the seeds, so I hand him the seeds and tell him which goes, what goes where. That's it. When I go to plant, and Joni's going to have to come over here and sit, I don't know, in the hay shed or something where my garden's at and supervise me. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep you because from chaos gardening. That's <laughs> pretty much what I do. I just chaos garden, <laughs> but I am <laughs> chaos. But I'm... I, I open myself up to that. That way everybody knows that it's, hey, it happens. But yes, try not to let the chaos happen because I pay for it in the long run. Honest to goodness, I do because I've got stuff too close together or not far enough apart or not close enough together. And I could have maximized space here, there, somewhere else. And I don't get the most out of my garden that I could have if I had stuck to my original garden plan yes and you know honestly that's what garden planning is all about is knowing what space you have um if you do not have a large area and you have a small plot and you want to plant quite a bit then you know you have to think about how are you going to maximize that space what can you plant near each other what can you succession plant what can you companion plant you know and those are all different things that are going to be a little bit different in each area. But, you know, if you block plant and you want to plant a, uh, a tuber and a vine close together, you know, in certain areas, that'll work. And just to clarify, by block planting, Joni, you mean what most people would refer to as square foot gardening? Uh, yes. Okay. It, 
in I, in my in my terms, I'm gonna tell you if it it if you've got a rectangle, you go through and imagine it is squares or blocks, and then in each of those squares, you plant certain things. Yes, I understood it, but maybe not. Maybe those that are brand new to it are not gonna put two and two together. Per se, is that square foot garden and block gardening. So that's just why I ask. I knew what it meant, but I wanted to make sure I clarified that for just a minute. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. What, it, square foot gardening is a new way of explaining it. I've, to me, at least, I've, you know, read it recently. But, you know, it's always long rows or blocks is what. I've always known as pretty much the common layouts. Yes, um, I, I think now you have those um, kitchen gardens, you have cottage gardens, you have, uh, the list is endless. <laughs> it, it, it really is endless. And I mean, there's all kinds of gardening styles and things like that, but you got to find out what works for you. So that's what's really important about garden planning. Is just making sure that, you know, this is what's going to work for the space that you have available to you. And to really maximize on what you can get out of that space. Yes. And, you know, if your grandparents, great-grandparents, whoever had a garden, it's most likely that they had long row gardens or even if, you know, your great-grandma told you about her victory garden back during World War II. Those were short-row gardens. And it goes by the same concept of a long-row garden. It's just running the other way. Right. Exactly. And I think they're beautiful. <laughs> but it does, and I mean, you know, there are some really good resources out there on how to plan your garden and you know I find it easiest for me if I have a piece of graph paper like what you used to have to do arithmetic on whenever you were in school I find graph paper really works well for me but some people it may not work like that for some people they may have to have notebook paper or they may have to use an app on their phone or something like that so it's really just Make your garden work for you like you make everything else work for you. Pretty much. And I want to give the biggest piece of advice, other than sketching out your garden and making your list of what you want to plant. The other biggest thing I can tell anyone is, it's okay. It does not have to look perfect. It does not have to be exactly what you wanted it to be this first year or this third year or this fifth year it's always going to be a work in progress yes always a work in progress and it doesn't have to be instagram worthy because you know making sure instagram that you doesn't to, feed your family for some it might but for i mean it's not gonna be Sometimes it's not picture perfect and, you know, like Joni said, are you prepared to deal with the weeds? And every year I stay on top of it until har till around harvest season and then I'm like, I, 
I got nothing because I can't stay on top of it. But a weedy garden will still produce. Not as much as what it would if you stayed on top of the weeds. But a weedy garden will still produce. Yes, ma'am. And those few people who benefit from taking those perfect pictures have more people in the background helping them hide their messes than you know. Yes. Or, you know, they they may, that's all they do is that they post content and they have the ability to, to stay on top of their weeds more so than what I have the ability to do or what Joni has the ability to do. But I just want to, you know, let you guys know, hey, it's okay to go to Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook and pull pictures of what you would want your garden to look like. But make sure you give yourself enough grace to know that it may not look exactly like that, but it's going to have your personal twist on it. Yes. I think that's all my notes on garden planning, Miss Emily. Did you have anything else to add? Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. So we are into our growing minute. Yes. And my growing minute is I'm just going to try to stay warm. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to stay warm because it is frigid out there. And like I said earlier, it's offensive. It's downright offensive. I have to agree with that one. It offends me. I hate the cold, but spring is coming. Yes, spring is coming. And it can't get here soon enough. No, and I have done my seed inventory and I have ordered some more herbs and I need to get some more seeds ordered and start my garden planning. And next week we get to talk about seed starting. Yes, ma'am. That's going to be a fun one. It is. And I'm very excited about it. Me too. But as always, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you need us to help you or answer any questions, just leave us a message here wherever you get your podcast or go to our Facebook page, Grow Where You're At. One or both, sometimes both of us will answer. <laughs> yes, we have both been known to answer. So... Yeah, but anything that y'all need to add, y'all let us know. Until next week, remember to grow where you're at. Bye! Thanks for joining us today. It's real and it's raw. Now go forth and be barefoot and feral. And most importantly, remember to grow where you're at. Bye.